If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina, where we discuss coaching strategies for the overachievers, the slow starters, and everyone in between. We're going to share everything we know about instilling early success habits, the science behind activity, and how to build a values-based, FR-centered coaching philosophy. Activity Coaching Conversations is all about balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. Welcome back, everyone. It is that time of year when we start looking ahead and planning for next year and all the great things we're going to do in 2023. Um, This personally is my favorite time of year. How about you, Heather? I love the fall. Absolutely. I love the fall too. And I love the idea of a new year and, you know, the Mm -hmm. idea of planning and my big thing for this year, I've been telling everybody this, is I'm not, I'm going to spend an equal amount of time not just planning what I'm going to do, but what I am not going to do in 2023. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I think that's going to be awesome. So to get in the right mindset for that, today we're going to talk about excuses, but in a different way than you might think. Instead of how to overcome excuses, we're going to take a look at what causes us to make them in the first place. So Heather, what do you think of when you hear the word excuse? The first word that comes to my mind is annoying. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) because I'm a coach and I hear a lot of them. Yeah, I think that's the first one. I I get annoyed. And then I also think probably, and I know this isn't necessarily right, but I kind of think lack of discipline. Mm -hmm. I I think the same. Yeah. So, you know me, I like to consult the dictionary to see what does it exactly mean. (laughs) So here's the dictionary definition, quote, a reason or explanation put forward to defend or justify a fault or offense or an attempt to explain or justify one's own or another's behavior or attitude with logical, plausible reasons, even if these are not true or appropriate. And I think that logical and plausible, right, when we we all make excuses (laughs) from time to time and they all sound great, right? Excuses generally come about when we are avoiding pain and risk. We don't tend to make excuses when things are going well or we're pursuing pleasure, right? Now, Do excuses have any benefits? We tend to think of them as being pretty negative things, right? Like to your point, they're annoying. They're, you know, you just want to be like, but they do actually benefit us in some ways, not great ways, but they help us protect our self-esteem, our self-confidence. They, a good excuse can reduce feelings of guilt, anxiety, shame, self-blame. So that's, they're kind of a shield for us sometimes. And are they always bad? Not necessarily. Sometimes, We just have to explain minor issues to other people. Like if you're running a few minutes late, you got stuck in traffic, or you forgot to pick up milk on the way home from work. No harm, no foul, right? It's not these one-off minor excuses that cause problems. Those are just, you know, sometimes you just have to explain yourself. It's developing a pattern or habit of making excuses that really gets in the way of success. 
It's when we start making excuses to ourselves to explain away unhealthy or unwanted behaviors or to justify why we didn't do something we were supposed to do that those excuses become barriers to success. We also use excuses to shift the blame to someone else. I mean, it couldn't have been our fault, right? <laughs> <laughs> we never do anything wrong. For example, just to bring it to current business, you may frequently hear the familiar refrain, my joint work partner didn't ask for referrals. So there, boom, the rep has shifted the blame for a lack of referrals to someone else. Wasn't my fault. Excuses are kind of an immediate way to lessen our feelings of guilt and shame at not having done something important that we were supposed to do. And it helps us preserve our self-image. I mean, I've made excuses before I do it a lot of times. I mean, Heather, when you think about excuses, what do you think? Have you ever made an excuse for something? Oh, I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have. And nine times out of 10, it is because I am trying to avoid pain or risk, like you said. Right. Yeah, same here. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's something. There, and there are some common reasons that we make excuses. So one of them is to cover up our lack of confidence and our worries about poor performance. If we make an excuse ahead of time, we lower future expectations and potentially we can blame other people for what didn't happen. And what it comes down to is if we don't think we deserve happiness or success, then excuses make that a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Another reason we make excuses is a lack of motivation to make a change because let's face it, change is hard. Sometimes even if the status quo isn't great, it's the monster we know, right? And we'll stick with it even if it's painful. Sticking to our old ways is way more comfortable than taking a risk to move to something better. I mean, let's face it, making excuses is easy. Making change is not. True. And sometimes doubt and fear creep in when we realize the amount of effort required to accomplish what we want to accomplish. This is pretty common in our business for, for new FRs especially. Everybody's excited in training and, and then suddenly they graduate and they don't have the safety of training to go back to. They get out in the field full time and they quickly, very quickly, realize the difficulty of overcoming constant procrastination and resistance in the marketplace. So enter then the top excuses we hear on a regular basis, right? I'm running out of people to call. I can't prospect until I've brought value. I need a better market, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we've got 10 of them, right? And that's just <laughs> the top 10. <laughs> but let's take a look at the other side. What are some of the unintended harmful consequences of consistently making excuses? I mean, we don't realize how often we do it. I think sometimes unless we have a good coach who's telling us, you know, what's happening and calling us out. And so we don't realize how quietly making excuses sort of erodes certain things. So first, for example, a pattern of making excuses can cause a lack of respect from other people. I mean, your coach, your team, yourself, excuses are a form of self-sabotage that sabotages you but simultaneously protects you from failure and disappointment and justifies you keeping your best efforts internal, not making your best effort out there. When someone constantly makes excuses, one of the consequences is you don't believe them anymore, right? Their credibility really takes a hit and you start to see them differently. I mean, Heather, you've, you coach a lot of reps. I mean, you must probably have some that constantly make excuses. And well, when they do, yeah. how do you feel about that? I wrote down 
you mentioned earlier that usually excuses is a pattern or a habit. And I would say Mm -hmm. that it's typically the same people that make them over and over again. My experience has been it's either you're an excuse maker or you're not. Not to say that we don't all make excuses at some point or another. We do. But there tend to be people who do it chronically and consistently. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. I I like to think of the, in my mind, it's always one, two, three. The first time you make an excuse, I think, oh, okay, it happens. The second time, I think, huh. What's going on here? By the third time, in my mind, it's a pattern. You you now have a consistent pattern. So another consequence of habitual excuse making is that in addition to losing people's respect, you lose their trust. You know, your team, your peers, your clients, your prospects. If you can't count on someone to do what they say they will do, then again, you start to give up a little bit. You start to think, why should I bother investing and making an effort when I'm just going to get another excuse? Well, don't you and even think that as a coach, Sabina? Yeah, well, I yeah. definitely see my, yes. like I, the first word that came to mind was annoying, sadly, yes. right? But yeah. as a coach, when people are making excuses, I do, I have to really refrain from backing down and from mm-hmm. giving up and from disengaging yeah. because yep. it's frustrating and because I feel like I care more than they do. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and you can't you can believe more than they believe, but you can't care more than they mm-hmm. care. That's what that's what we like to say, don't we? Yes. <laughs> you know, we we can carry the belief but not the actual caring about the career. And really making excuses whether you admit it or not, it you lose respect for yourself. Like you might think you have an airtight, perfectly rational, justifiable excuse, but internally you just are eroding your own self-respect. Um, all roads to growth start internally, and making excuses is just a huge roadblock on the road to growth. Constantly making excuses also fuels self-doubt and ends up becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, for example, if you think, why would anybody ever want to make an appointment with me, then maybe you don't make the dials you need to make, and then guess what? No one makes an appointment with you. <laughs> So it's like this constant internal loop that's really tough to break out of, especially by yourself. You know, you can, I mean, I can talk myself into a good rationalization, you know, all day long. And if I, if I don't have anybody around me, you know, I can't be wrong, right? Excuses also lead to procrastination. Making an excuse is a way of placing blame outside of yourself. And it allows you to put off the pain of taking an action for a little bit longer except a little bit longer tends to become a lot longer. And then all of a sudden, somebody's three months in the business and wondering why they're stuck and nothing's happening. And you're, as the coach, constantly thinking, well, it's because you're making all these excuses and, you know, you get locked into that conversation. So how do we stop making excuses? Or realistically, at least reduce the number of excuses we make. One way is to know what you're afraid of. Know your fears. Think hard about what's causing you to make the excuse in the first place and articulate, if you can, what you're really afraid of. Is it fear of rejection? Is it, weirdly, fear of succeeding and the responsibilities that come with that? Is it fear of change? Once you get to the root of the problem and name it, then you can deal with it. Then it's just a problem you can work on and and resolve. Another way to reduce excuses is to stop blaming other people. Yes, other people definitely influence events and outcomes, but ultimately you choose how to respond and what actions you take yourself. 
as long as you're constantly shifting the blame to other people, you're going to create unhappiness and frustration in your own life because you're constantly going to feel like a victim of circumstance. I mean, you have to take control and look inward first. You have to take full responsibility for where you are and reflect on the actions and decisions that brought you there. I heard someone say once, and I cannot remember who said it or where, I just remember the actual thing that they said, the phrase, and that is, we create, promote, and allow everything that happens in our lives. So I'm going to say that again, because I could feel feel resistance coming over the airwaves. I couldn't help this. I couldn't help that. We create, promote, and allow everything that happens in our lives. If you find yourself resisting this thought, ask yourself, why am I resisting this thought? If you can embrace that thought, it helps you take responsibility for your part in the big picture of your life. I always like to say you can't control anything, but you can influence everything. I've always believed that. Heather, what do you think about that? I love it. There's so much truth to that. Yeah. My mind is exploding right now. I am loving <laughs> I'm loving this episode. What I love about these podcasts is it's like we know these things, right? But when you teach right. somebody or you have to say it yes. out loud, it just like reinforces. And so these are all such good reminders. Um some of the things that are resonating with me when you talked about, you know, why people make excuses and whatnot and overcome them, personal ownership is huge when it comes mm-hmm. to excuses. And I have found that the people who make the fewest excuses are the people that have the greatest personal ownership. So yep. that's definitely a lever to, to look at and to think about. We were talking about the downsides of making excuses. And obviously it limits progress. We talked about mm-hmm. that. And a line that I use often when I'm coaching people, when they use an excuse is I will stop and I will say, well, you can make excuses or you can make progress. So you get to choose. So mm-hmm. it puts that that's personal great. ownership back on them to help yep. point out that you know, you're not owning this. So if you want to make excuses, go for it. Or you can make progress. You get to choose. You pick. The other thing, too, we talked a lot about doubt and fear creeping in. Mm -hmm. And that reminded me of a quote, again, similar to you. I can't remember where where I got it from, but excuses are the lies your fears have sold you. Ooh, that's good. Excuses are the lies your fears have sold you. So it it is. It is about fear. Nine Mm -hmm. times out of 10, we're choosing not to do something because we're afraid. And then we make up an excuse. Yeah, that's why I think it's so important to get to the root of why you are making the excuse. What are you really afraid of? Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I think we do a great job of teaching people the language to overcome excuses and how to talk through some things. And I think this just takes it a level deeper. Because that's, you're exactly right, it's ownership. And, and this business, I think more than any other, forces personal growth. You, it is hard to succeed at a high level without growing. And, and I always laugh when I think of growing because I think, well, they call it growing pains. Not for nothing do they call it that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not growing pleasures. Nope. It is so, so something else that can help you with excuses is finding someone to help with accountability, right? For accomplishing whatever you're making excuses for. And that's for most of you listening, you know, you are coaching people, right? And as you, as you have learned already, coaches are not immune from making excuses. I know we should have immunity, but we don't. You have to model the behavior that you want to see in others. Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. I, I always have said from day one, being a coach makes me a better person all around because I feel like I have to model 
what I'm teaching. If I'm teaching personal responsibility, I can't be making excuses. <laughs> you know, I can't be late and lecture someone else about being late. So do as I say, it not makes as I me, do, does not yes, work. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it does, especially not in this business. Mm -hmm. So you've got to find somebody on your leadership team to check in with or, or somebody in your life that's going to, that to check in on your own goals and make sure it's somebody who will call you out when you make excuses. And, you know, thinking about that might make you a little uncomfortable, but it's a great way to feel what your FRs feel when you call them out on their excuses, right? Remember all roads to growth start within. So next time you get frustrated from hearing some of the common excuses for a lack of activity or results, instead of addressing the excuse itself, because you've probably been doing that over and over again, I, I hear people saying, oh, I'm having the same conversation over and over. Try asking some questions about the act of making excuses instead. Addressing it from a philosophical perspective can sometimes help change someone's thinking about whatever they're making an excuse for. So remember that making excuses on a regular basis is really a way of avoiding pain, avoiding risk, and preserving the status quo. Excuses are steeped in fear, fear of risk, fear of change, even fear of success. And excuses come from deeply felt emotions. And as you work through that to eliminate those, deeply felt emotions are going to come out, right? As people try to change their behavior. So it's when you have something that, that is habitual like that, it takes a little bit of time to change it. I mean, as you remember from our episode on habits, right? Mm -hmm. But if you can widen the conversation around excuses to include why we make them and how harmful they can be, I think it can really help people stop and think that the next time they start to rationalize why they didn't do something difficult, maybe in that moment, they make a different choice and take a different path, a better path. So any other thoughts, Heather, around excuses? I just want to reiterate the fact that an excuse is that surface level response. It's their knee-jerk reaction. And as a coach, it's our job to catch that and to say, what other questions do I need to be asking? Where do yes. I need to dig deeper? Where can I pull back the covers? It's easy to eye roll and just, uh, mm -hmm. and, and move yeah. on or to just and go, judge. Uh -huh, yep, okay, yeah. and judge. But there, I'm sure there's something deeper there, like you said. So that's mm -hmm. when we pull on our ability to dig deeper and to ask those better questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for our Say That Again today, we're going to just briefly role play a conversation about what that might sound like. Say that again. Okay. Heather's going to be a wonderful financial rep, but who has this habit of making excuses around not making dials. So Heather, tell me what happened yesterday. I, I noticed that you didn't make your dials. What happened? Oh, there's just been a lot going on. I feel like I've been pulled in a lot of different directions. I meant to prep my cases last night, but then I had to get home for conferences for school, and so I ended up leaving the office earlier than I expected. So I ended up prepping today, and that mm -hmm. ate into my phoning time. Oh, that sounds, that sounds like it was frustrating. But let me ask you this. Heather, are you aware that you frequently make that excuse for not dialing? Like, this is not the first time mm -hmm. we've had this conversation. Are you, are you aware of that? I th I've probably made it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I just, stuff definitely gets in the way. I, I know I'm not perfect. I can't phone, you know, I can't get it every day. But. Sure. Yeah, and no one expects you to be perfect. We are none of us perfect, believe me. But let me ask you this. How does it feel, how does it make you feel when you talk about not making your dials? Well, I mean, not great. I wish I had done them. That's for sure. 
but it just didn't happen last night or yesterday. So when you say it, it just didn't happen, it makes it sound like it was all external. Is that true? Um, I mean, time getting away from me kind of was. Was it? I don't know. <laughs> it feels like it was. I, I mean, I'm trying to think how I could have planned differently. I had to get to that conference last night, so there wasn't mm -hmm. a whole lot I could do. I mean, I, maybe I could have done it when I got home at 10 o'clock last night. Well, let me ask you, again, kind of a different question. What do you think it does to your credibility when you develop that habit of making excuses and, and shifting the blame externally? Probably I maybe look a little irresponsible, like I don't follow through. And are, is that who you are? I would like to think not. <laughs> I would like to think not too. So how might you change that? Not just necessarily about the dials, but about anything. It, think about your all the things that you do the thing, and the things that you don't get done and the reasons that you give yourself. How can you change that to more of a proactive manner of dealing with things? I mean, I guess just better managing my time. That seems to be what I'm struggling with, I guess. And relative to time, is it, it so time is fixed, right? Like you have the same amount of time as everybody else. Yeah, so planning differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, managing. I, I find that it has to do with prioritizing sometimes. Mm -hmm. Everything seems like it needs to be the number one priority, but everything can't be the number one priority, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, true. So I want you to feel good about yourself in this business. I want you to feel good that you're accomplishing things and not making excuses for not doing the things that need to be done. Mm -hmm. So how might we work on that together? I don't know. I guess this is where I'm stuck because if I had to prioritize, I knew I had the clothes coming up and I had to prepare the case. I guess I could just use some help probably with my ideal calendar okay. and prioritizing. It sounds like I need some help probably with prioritizing. And is that important to you? Yeah. yeah. To have a good image of yourself and to be a person yes, who does what they absolutely. say they're going to do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that the dials are just the, the mechanism. And I think what we really want to work on is, is helping you manage your time and accomplishing what you want to accomplish because that's who you are. Yeah. You are, you then become a person who gets things done, not a person who makes excuses. Cause that's how I see you. I see you as a person who gets things done, but every time you make an excuse, I think, Oh, was I wrong about that? Yeah. So, okay. So, so we can agree that we will work on that going forward. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Awesome. All right. So Heather, how did that, how did Ooh. you feel in that conversation? <laughs> Even though they're role plays, like, oh my gosh, I, I, I'm glad that's not me. I hope that's not me as a person because that was painful. Um, but in a kind way, I will say that. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's uncomfortable is because I know the onus is on me as the person, right? right? I right. know yep. that it's my lack of personal responsibility. So while I am frustrated and I want to take it out on you, I know it's frustrated because I haven't followed through and I'm making excuses. I don't know how many people make that connection. Hopefully they do. And they may not mm -hmm. in the moment. In that right. moment when they're being put on the spot and they're being challenged, they may be frustrated with the coach. But I do right. believe that most people continue to process after our coaching calls and they leave and they think about it and eventually they do take ownership. So that that's what I felt. A little uncomfortable, but also forced me to take ownership. Okay. Great. Well, thank you for being a good rep. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, everybody. That is our episode on excuses. Hopefully you got some good information from that and we will see you at our next episode. Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. 
If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Keep learning and growing.